0: You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027.
1: 1027.
0: Time to take a look at the COVID-19 dashboard with Professor Adrian Purin, Head of the Centre for HIV and STIs at the NICD. Good evening, Prof. Good
1: evening, Michael. Thank you very much.
0: And uh, what does uh, the dashboard tell us uh, about
1: our r naught? Well, it's still there, Michael. It's probably at one or slightly above. I've been looking at some of the provinces, uh, again, we always talk about some of the data and there are some inklings about, you know, the, the, the trends going upwards. I was looking at uh, Western Cape, Hartane and Northern Cape in particular. Um, it's quite interesting to see those those uh, trends moving upwards. So I hope that this is not a, a presage to um, the so-called second wave or, or resurgence, but, but let's see what happens. Mm. Um, this ongoing transmission is there. So, for example, we had about 1,900 new cases added um, to our cases, which is uh, now it's standing at 685,155 cases. And the mortality as well—it's not as high as obviously when we had the the peak of the the numbers of cases. But yes, we still got ongoing mortality, and there were 145 um, cases reported um, yesterday.
0: On that issue of mortality, and I think as the threat of COVID-19 emerged earlier this year, many felt a sense of apprehension about what would happen when it reached Africa. There were concerns yeah. about the combinations of overstretched and underfunded health systems, the existing load of infectious and non-infectious diseases. All of that made us think, oh, Africa is going to be particularly um, uh, bad when it comes to uh, the, the mortality rate. But what we've seen is, while Africa accounts for 70% of the global population, it's so yeah. far only for three and a half percent of the reported global COVID-19 deaths. Is it just a demographic issue? Uh, why has Africa been
1: spared to a large extent? Yeah, I think there's probably multiple um, factors, Michael. And of course, Africa is a big country, as they would say. <laughs> uh, um, so I think we need to just be careful. I think there's probably multiple things. You, you're quite right. I think um, the age um, structure may well have played a role. Um, in terms of, you know, the the, the bulge is probably at at the youth level where the infections are mild. However, I think there are other things such as genetics, um, previous exposure to other coronaviruses. But I think some of these hypotheses still really need to be um, tested, I think. And also, um, as you know, we've been struggling with some of our data here in South Africa um, in terms of trying to really demonstrate what's actually happening with um, testing and death and so forth. And I think... I suspect some of the other African countries may well also um, have that, that problem as well to really account for what's actually happening. so I think it's only when we yeah. put this side by side and really test these hypotheses, I think that we may well be able to um, see whether or not we actually have actually been spared. Because again, some of the, the structures, when you look at large cities, um, Kenya, in, within Kenya, for example, and Nigeria, um, those structures may well be... Uh, geographically it's very similar to what we see in say Cape Town or, or Johannesburg. And so it may well have been a, a marked spread, but it doesn't mean that, you know, herd mm. immunity um is present and therefore, mm. you know, we're not seeing the, the outcomes that we're seeing in say Europe. Um but we know again the, the age structure there. So we need age specific structured death and data as well. Uh, Absolutely. A good idea. uh,
0: A key key point, really, to increase surveillance, ensure that we have flexible responses that are driven by high-quality real-time data to make the right choices and decisions. Professor Adrian Purin, Head of the Centre for HIV and STIs at the NICD. Anne Williams is standing by with your news up next.